Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 160, the double review for Creed 3 and Rai Lane. decided to join me once again for some film related discussion and yes i know i've been away for a while but again you know life happens work has been mentally killing me and i've had a few events here and there that's just preventing me from doing this on the regular but i couldn't not come back and talk about the films that i'm going to be talking about in this episode so as you can see from the title of this episode we're going to be talking about more than one film we're going to be talking about creed 3 and rye lane two films i've actually seen at least close to two weeks ago for Raya Lane and I'd say about maybe a week and a half for Creed 3. I want to talk about these films much closer to their UK release but honestly just time was not on my side but I didn't want to move on to John Wick without having my thoughts on these films be out there in the open. So this is going to be more of a quick fire review. As you can see it's more of a double review but as with double reviews where I tend to talk about these films in tandem because I don't really have much to support one episode, this is going to be a lot more loose than my usual structured reviews because even though there is a fair amount of ad-lib that comes with the way in which I do these reviews, with this I have very scattered thoughts but I just wanted to put my thoughts out there in some form of review just so you can here that i have seen these films and that i appreciate them because honestly creed 3 and rye lane are two of my favorite new releases of 2023 and i just wanted to share them so firstly we're going to be talking about creed 3 and then we'll move on to rye lane so creed 3 i had been anticipating this film for a while at first i wasn't sure when the film was announced that i needed a creed 3 i felt pretty satisfied with the way creed 2 ended up especially with it being one of those near sort of revenge kind of movies with the return of Drago and his son and the legacy surrounding Drago and Rocky and what happened with Apollo in Rocky 4 so I was like okay it was bookended in a really nice way and there was even some conclusion to Rocky's story from Rocky Balboa aka Rocky 6 so I was like this is a pretty fitting ending but once certain information started to happen surrounding uh, uh, Creed 3 with it being Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut and having Jonathan Majors as his antagonist I was like yo okay Jonathan Majors he's pretty cool by that point I think he was coming up in Lovecraft Country and we were knowing that he was going to be showing up in Loki but uh, there was mystery surrounding his role at the time uh, but yeah sure enough the posters came in and then the trailer showed up I'm like okay you've justified your existence to me now i can't wait to see it so i ended up seeing creed 3 i believe the week after it came out because i had to wait to watch it with the fam but man that film was pretty darn good i would say straight up this is probably my second favorite because even though there are some incredible things that's done with the story and characters and the way in which they 
are able to deepen and strengthen Adonis as a character. At the same time, there's something about that first Creed film that just has a perfect vibe to me. I think it's Kugler's direction, the way in which they were able to take Rocky's story, but then transfer it to a new individual who had to prove himself as a capable boxer and, you know, obviously step outside of his father's shadow. There's something about that initial film that just has the perfect synergy of things that just made that film work for me. The second film is still pretty good, but I don't think it's as uh, effective as the first. And the third movie has some incredible things going on. And for a de directorial debut, it is bloody good. It's incredible to me how Michael B. Jordan was able to not only assess the previous films that he starred in, but was able to take those elements and transfer it into this new film with such a consistency when it comes to the tone, the themes, uh, even the look and uh, the way in which the characters vibe, man. It's just really, really solid. And I just really like the story with the premise being that Adonis has finally come up to become a champion in his own right. He stepped out of the shadow of being just a son of Apollo Creed and now has a title of his own. He's reached the top and everybody knows and respects him to the point where he feels like he can retire and, you know, focus on his family life. But then he has a childhood friend who he hasn't seen for a long time who was incarcerated. His name is Damien Anderson, by the way, played by Jonathan Majors. He comes back into his life and there is a awkward shift in the way in which his life pans out. And Damien, having to reintegrate into the world, he sees that there is a opportunity for him to get back into boxing and then challenge Adonis for the title of champion. And just seeing how that whole thing played out was very, very interesting to me. I'm always a fan of seeing stories that involve characters who have, you know, moved on, become so much more than they ever imagined, but then they have like that person or something from their past that not only changes their point of view, but also requires them to confront certain things that they haven't, you know, thought about for a while. And the way in which they were able to add these additional layers to Adonis that honestly, I didn't think were there for him before. Don't get me wrong, Adonis was a fairly well-rounded character, but the way they were able to add like extra layers to him to make him just an even more well-rounded character than before was pretty cool. And there's one element of his character where he, I don't want to say specifics, but he seems to be dealing with like some issues that he can't talk about. And the way that it was brought up, but not specifically mentioned in the story, I thought it was going into some pretty dark places. And I think it was not only the story and the dialogue, but the way in which Michael B. Jordan acted during some of those scenes, I was just like, this guy's went through some stuff. And part of me thought it was gonna go a little deeper with one of the subject matters it covers, but it didn't. But that didn't make it any less of an interesting story. I just really enjoyed seeing Adonis and Damien's dynamic what they were like when they were kids, what they're like now, and how that sort of awkward friendship turns into something antagonistic and just how they have to work that out over the course of the film. But also see, you know, Adonis's life with his family, uh, you know, the ups and downs with, with the relationship with his wife and his uh, child and some of the other individuals he deals with. 
And yes, it is kind of strange that there is uh, that we've moved beyond, you know, was it Rocky being in his corner? But at the same time, considering all the stuff that happens in this film, it feels justified that this is Adonis's story front and center. And while there are some things that they uh, add to the Rocky law that kind of changes the way you look at certain characters, overall, it's still really good. It's a compelling story. Also, I have to say that I love the performances of everybody involved. Michael B. Jordan continues to excel at just being a wonderful presence to watch on screen. He's endearing, he's charming, he's intimidating, yet he has a vulnerability to him that is really, really fun to watch. And just, yeah, this might be my favorite performance of him in this role so far. And yeah, it just feels like now Jordan has a pretty good grip on what the character is. And I guess they just wanted to go deeper with him to add more layers and just discover more about the character that we didn't know before. Jonathan Majors, incredible. He has great screen presence, can be very intimidating. He also has a lot of really good douchebag energy in this movie. But yeah, he at first you can sort of see where he's coming from. He's down on his luck. He's a little sympathetic and you can sort of understand and see where he's coming from. But after a while, he really starts to turn into like a bit of a monster and you're just like, OK, you need to be taken down. But that just, uh, you know, goes to show you how capable and how incredible uh, Jonathan Majors looks and the way he acts. And yeah, just speaking of the looks, the physiques on Adonis and Damien is, ooh. <laughs> Man, it got too steamy, man. But yeah, like their physical appearances were great. Also, Wood Harris, I love him. He's just a great presence in any film or TV show he's in. And I thought he was pretty cool. And obviously, Tessa Thompson, the beautiful Tessa Thompson, can do no wrong. I quite like her as an actress. And just seeing her in anything just brings joy to my soul. And yeah, just seeing how her like her career and her relationship with Adonis has progressed since the first film is very interesting and how there's definitely some interesting moments for her to shine and have like really cool moments just to you know just be herself essentially I quite enjoy that and the presentation was really really good I like the way this film was shot the action was very very nicely choreographed with some very very interesting depictions when it came to the fight scenes obviously you know what boxing fights look like and there's standard ways to do it but this film had some very unique elements to it i don't want to say specifically but there is one fight that reminded me of something out of an anime for sure man i was getting hajimino ippo vibes from this and i'm like oh the way this is like done with the lighting with the shadows and just its focus on the ring I was like, ooh, this is pretty cool. I will admit there were certain elements of the fighting that I, you know, just didn't hit as heavy as some of the previous films. I feel like the sound effects could have had a little bit more oomph. And some of the, uh, you know, was it punches didn't have some of those more distinctive, uh, you know, hits where you're just like, oh, okay, this is like one of those sort of uh, images that you could screenshot. But yeah, overall, I would say, yeah, Creed 3, go out and watch it. A very, very good time indeed. All right, and next up is Rylane. And honestly, I'm going to tell you straight up, this is my favorite film of the year so far. It was bloody delightful. I was super interested in this film from the time I saw the trailer around a month ago. 
and yeah i just really appreciated the quirky energy humor and the interesting premise and thankfully the film didn't disappoint Ryan Lane is a delightful little rom-com about two people who have come out of significant relationships in really bad circumstances who through unexpected ways end up finding each other and hanging out and during their time together they learn more about each other and get into all sorts of weird and funny shenanigans. I just love how cute and honest this film was about its subject matter and how it explores the complicated nature of relationships, breakups, and then the fun, exhilarating, and unexpected elements that come from forming new connections. The film is also very funny. I laughed quite a few times, and yeah, I think it's just down to the really good script that felt real and tangible. And I think it also helps that the dialogue just feels very authentic to how people sound, not only in London, but just in terms of like the dialogue that, you know, certain people use, especially when you're black as well. And while there are certain cozy conventions of the genre that feel, you know, standard, it was just handled very effectively. I also adored the two main leads, David Johnson and Vivian Opara. They were incredible. Individually, they brought their own unique charm, humor, and dramatic flair. But together, they were electric. And they just had really good chemistry that felt so believable. And I also really enjoyed the soundtrack with a great selection of songs that worked for every occasion that they were used in. A lot of them are fairly noteworthy, especially if you live in the UK or if you have parents that listen to certain genres of music, you would have come across this song either in your childhood or over the course of your life and yeah just I just really enjoyed the way in which the music was used and the way this film was shot was great I always enjoy unique interpretations of London or at least seeing London from different perspectives when it comes to how certain directors or you know DPs choose to film London because Obviously, when you live in a place or you've been to a place on numerous occasions, you know exactly how that place looks and how it feels. So to be able to see a translation of that in film in a way that feels a little bit more intimate, but they've also been able to capture the vibe and character of said location is very, very interesting. And this film is able to not only incorporate its cast, but also make London feel like a character. And I know that's a term that sometimes get thrown around willy-nilly, but honestly, London feels very tangible from the way it films certain locations, whether it's interior or exterior, or you just focus in on certain people just living their lives or certain stores or food and stuff. It's just like, it captures the vibes of London so well in the locations that it's used in. Just, ooh, it's so nice. It feels so intimate, especially when you're in some of these like uh, locations in Brixton as well. I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm in the movie. It's mad. Yeah, honestly, I just don't have much more to say beyond that. I really enjoy this film and I encourage you, if you have any interest in watching this film, go out and watch it, support it, give it all the love and respect it deserves. And if you have seen it, tell a friend, I want this film to succeed. And it is such a great directorial debut for Rain Allen Miller. She did a fantastic job with this and I can't wait to see what else she does. And yeah, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. I quite enjoy Creed 3 and Rye Lane and I encourage you to see both. Have you seen either of these films? Whether you've seen Creed 3 or Rye Lane or both, 
please share your thoughts in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55. Check out the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and all other places where podcasts can be found. I will be back pretty soon with my thoughts on John Wick 4. I've already waited a few too many days to check this out. I hope to see it on the weekend, but I didn't have the time. But anyway, that will do it for another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace. <laughs>